Salutations and Ave. Welcome to Babylon Rising, an occult podcast with a focus on art, sexuality, and liberation. Isn't there more to everything than following a bunch of old rules? Isn't there more to everything than following a bunch of old rules? Old rules? Isn't there more to everything than following a bunch of old rules? of the time and the spookiness of the season for sure now you know I'm no uh I'm not a noob when it comes to the spooky crap of course I have this podcast amongst other things that I make and put on the internet where I talk a lot about um obviously magic spirits demons actually I don't feel like I speak about spirits all that much but that's all going to change for the most part in this episode, which will be about spirits and some strange experiences I figured would be interesting to recount uh, and to reflect on, especially at the beginning of this dark and autumnal time of the year. I will say in terms of the darkness of this year, um, this time part of the year, I mean, I guess this entire year has been very dark and difficult for a lot of people. Um, In addition to the time, you know, we've all been thinking about death a lot throughout the year uh, in a very intense manner. A lot of people have been passing away. A lot of traumatic things have been happening to people. And uh, I definitely understand that. I think... Maybe uh, this episode is not going to be necessarily focused on that aspect of, you know, the spooky paranormal. If you want to hear me talk more about grief and mourning and being marginalized and necromancy, basically... Um, feel free to listen to the episode I made last year around this time called Necromancy, where I talk mostly about the way magic can help people face death and grief in their life, and the way that, like, grief and sadness can feel so overwhelming that you... It's so hard to deal with when you are any kind of minority, really, but especially racialized people who always seem to suffer the worst in difficult situations like we've been experiencing this year with um, COVID-19 and uh, people losing jobs and housing insecurity and such. So definitely that's the episode where I talk more about that Um in the context of witchcraft, this episode, I just wanted to talk about some strange experiences. Now, I've always been a very large skeptic when it comes to facing my own experiences. It's very hard for me to believe that weird things can happen and they can happen to me. 
it's usually much easier for me to believe other people's strange goings-ons because I have a very high level of like suspension of disbelief. It's very easy for me to go with the flow in terms of someone telling me a story or in any context where that's necessary, watching a movie, reading a book. It takes a lot for me to straight up not be able to follow someone down the road they want to lead me, you know? But for looking at some of my own experiences, and I guess most likely someone listening has been going through a similar thing, either right now or any other time as witches or practitioners, um, it can, for some people, be really easy to put your own experiences into doubt, which I feel like is definitely good in a lot of ways and can also be um like a way to like hurt ourselves intellectually to like self gaslight sometimes it's okay to just believe yourself you know and let that be that you don't have to you know don't feel like you have to prove everything to yourself especially if you are very scrutinous and very harsh and judgmental towards yourself I think you know just relax strange things do happen and um especially when it comes to ghosts and spirits and such that can just be the end of that you know weird things happen that's fine (laughs) now the intentions of this episode like I mentioned are going to be to reflect on some strange experiences that have happened to me or that I am close to the situation, so I'll probably be talking about, you know, spirits, ghosts, demons, passed on loved ones, uh, just some strange phenomenon in general that I don't really know how to name, and I'll go through a couple stories and then I guess stop and chat about it. This is definitely a style of episode I've done before. They're kind of really fun for me to make and I hope that especially considering the uh, spooky mood in general that I hope everyone is having some kind of fun with, this will be a good companion to uh, for you to listen to. Have a cup of tea, a cup of coffee, Uh, chillax. I hope you're wearing a very warm sweater. All right, I hope it hasn't snowed yet where you live. Um, If you live in the southern hemisphere and it is the opposite time of year for you, I hope you're enjoying spring. Fun fact, spring is my favorite season uh, because um, the transition from warm to cold is a very rocky where I live, gets really, really cold, and then really, really hot, and then by the time it hits that sweet spot, it's already too cold the next day. I much prefer the cold into warm because it's harder to mess up on your wardrobe when the weather changes at the drop of a hat. Anyways, this is almost entirely unrelated to the episode. Uh, Let's get into some experiences.
Now, I find that when I recount this experience in particular to others who may not know me as well or know um, my typical disposition, I guess, people tend to find it much more distressing than I ever did in the moment. I felt like it was strange, but that I generally handled it well, but that I guess it could have gone very differently if I were somebody else. This experience in particular took place in an apartment slash house that I believe was just a very toxic environment. Well, that part I know for sure, but what I believe about that is that it generally attracted a lot of strange phenomenon for everybody who lived there and there were quite a number of people coming in and out that was another issue it was just a not great living situation for a lot of people who lived there and i think that attracted strange goings-ons now this particular sometimes distressing experience happened to me when I was in our very small kitchen at the time doing the dishes. Now, if you were in this little room doing the dishes and someone was coming into the kitchen, you would usually look behind you, whether turning around or just out of the corner of your eye to check um, where they were because it would be very easy to trip on them or bump into them or vice versa. Now. I was uh, home almost alone in the apartment because, you know, if my mom is dead asleep and I'm the only one awake, I'm pretty much alone at that point. But I felt, I definitely felt somebody standing behind me. Now, I figured that if at this time of the night my mom is in the kitchen for whatever reason, she's probably going to announce herself to me, uh, let me know what she's doing in there, just because it's not typical for her. My mom, um, who was the only other person I like directly lived with in that small space, uh, she's definitely the type that believes in closing down the kitchen for the evening, generally speaking, unless she is like super thirsty or like is in uh, immediate need of something from the kitchen. So I didn't really turn around, I kind of just was waiting for what I thought was my mother to announce themselves. So that didn't happen, and I kind of, I guess, was about to let it go when I'm doing the dishes up until this day. I'm usually daydreaming, not really paying attention, I'm very spaced out. Um, so when I kind of saw out of the corner of my eye, um, something reaching by my right side, um, I was very uh, surprised and when I saw it reaching towards this uh, large cleaver knife that I had left on the counter because I was doing the dishes, um, I sort of exclaimed very obnoxiously, oh my god, stop that! sort of the way you would sort of in the way you would respond to a friend who was goofing off at a time that it was inappropriate and af 
after I said that, everything just stopped and reality continued as it usually does for me, but that was definitely a very strange experience I had in the kitchen. I mean, did I learn my lesson? Not really. I still daydream in the kitchen a lot. I just now um, ignore things that happen in the kitchen more often than I do not. And that's all I say, I'll say about that story in particular. I definitely will say that I don't feel I'm the most adept at dealing with more human-like spirits, definitely otherworldly entities I feel much more comfortable around and have much more experience with, but in this case, I will say what I saw was so human-like and so lifelike, I was shocked. Um, I was sitting in my small room at the time, it was very... Um, small and full of strange angles, I will say that, but I managed to fit my stuff in this room and throughout the apartment this was the case. Odd angles, strange corners, etc. Not usually a big deal when you have all the lights on, but that wasn't usually the case. Now, I am definitely the type to sit around in the dark, or mostly in the dark, in my free time, and this time was definitely no different. I was sitting in my odd bedroom at the time in mostly darkness except for the glare of my computer screen and handheld gaming device. But when I glanced to the door, the bedroom door of my room, and then turned to look more fully, I just remember seeing a like small childlike human looking person wearing a dark pair of pants, a white striped shirt, um, looking not at me but just into the middle distance. And what I why I remember this in so much detail is because I know what it looks like when people are standing around in the dark, okay, and you know the glow of very bright colored fabric in low lighting is very distinctive, and this figure that I was seeing, the light was reflecting off of it in this, in this strange reality I was in for a couple moments, the light was reflecting off of this figure's shirt in exactly the same way that it would if there was actually a child standing in that space. So I was very shocked. The other thing about the shirt um, is it was, it, I remember that it was striped as well because the stripe was a dark color, like maybe a black or navy blue. Um, and they were horizontal, and this just at like I was so shocked. I wasn't necessarily scared or terrified or even really disturbed necessarily, but just 
I had never seen or experienced anything like that before and I never really have after that that experience so so strange to really think about choosing the type of experiences I'd like to share in this sort of personal anthology style episode. I'm definitely choosing to recount stuff that is more novel and interesting both for me as the storyteller and also for you, the listener. I want to choose something that I feel like is going to really stand out amongst the other stories I may choose to tell. So this one in particular is very weird for me personally in terms of in terms of the types of weird accidental stuff that I do experience and I've definitely not had a repeat of it before. Um before or afterwards I mean. So At the time, I was in a very temporary living situation with my mom, who was sharing a bedroom and staying with family, and that day, I was taking a afternoon nap, as I often do, and I thought someone had come into the room. I thought that someone was my mom, and I thought that she had sat at the end of the bed going through her work things from the day and I was half asleep but I felt the mattress dip and the covers shift in the way that they would if my mom had come into the room and sat down and started shuffling about the bedroom and I with my eyes closed had said oh hey mom you're home early from work how was your day no response and more covers shuffling and shifting around the foot of the bed so i eventually sat up to see what was happening exactly you know it could have been anything else it could have been a kid let loose it could have been um a dog investigating it could have been anything more mundane even if it wasn't my mother and to sit up to face absolutely nothing to be to have been the whole time completely alone in this room definitely a chilling experience and It was also the first experience like that I had had in kind of a long time. I will admit that I haven't exactly always had the most rigorous um, protection magic schedule system. I will say that, but it's not as if I have... (laughs) I don't want to jinx myself, actually, so I'm not going to continue that particular line of thought, but I will say... The following morning, I had strange, unexplained marks on my arm, 
which is just odd. I mean, I will say that even though I can't really think of a good reason without for any kind of scratches um, or bruises to be on my skin because I don't really sleep with, uh, or I didn't at the time sleep with strange objects in my bed. <laughs> I definitely do now that I'm not sharing a bed with somebody, but I mean, I've got very delicate skin, I bruise like a peach, I always have. Um, maybe I rolled onto something, who knows, you know? Like I said, just these are strange experiences in terms of covers shifting around. That's definitely one for the books. I mean, it's something you gotta love a story that even if it wasn't what you expected, it still could have had completely mundane reasons for taking place and for that to just be blown entirely out of the water. Very interesting. And the marks the following morning, just, I guess, the strange cherry atop the even stranger Sunday. I will say that. This next story is going to be a little bit strange because it's not one that I directly experienced. Now, I've definitely had some strange experiences. I think that's been made clear uh, considering the entirety of the episode up until this point, but something I think that I talk about often in real life and not enough on the internet is that my mother is actually very strangely in touch with her spirituality. I guess maybe that's not strange entirely, but um, the level at which she has these very strange experiences and is very good at contextualizing them for herself is just entirely impressive. and. Clearly, I inherited those skills. I mean, look at me, I'm a genius. I have a podcast, and that doesn't prove that I'm an absolute genius. I mean, I don't know what does. Anyways, um, enough goofing off. So I do want to share um, just maybe one of my mom's experiences because they're so interesting um, and so vivid for her to tell me about all these years later, or even if they're experiences she's had the night before, just the way she can tell them to me and the way she can recall her experiences is just so fascinating to me. Now, um, I guess I'll start with one from when she was a child because my mom's paranormal or unexplained or whatever experiences have always um, had more to do with people and dead people than my experiences ever had or have been or ever could be to be honest and so this experience that she has told me definitely a number of times that I'm going to share with you took place when she was uh, a younger kid 
she was staying with family in her home country in the West Indies and she apparently was a huge sleepwalker as a kid. She had a lot of um, sleep issues at that age. Now, uh, so the story goes, I guess, is that she would sleepwalk and try to unlock the front door because according to her, in her dreams, an older woman was asking to be let in and begging to be let in and crying and having a fit and I guess the way she described her dreams to my grandpa and her family um, was and the way she described this older woman must have been very vivid because when they sort of the adults in her life thought about what she was describing, they eventually ended up telling her that this house belonged to a woman of the similar description that my mother was having strange dreams about and sleepwalking and trying to unlock the front door. Um, someone wrote stuff before it got to that point, but they ended up telling her that this house belonged to a woman of that description and when this woman's son got married they moved her out of the main house and built a sort of um, separate housing space for her that wasn't attached to the main house at all and apparently everyone sort of knew that this was a very traumatizing experience for this older woman to out of what was her home for so long and she passed away never really being a part of that household in the same way again there was also apparently some kind of issues between this older woman and the new wife's you know common experience I guess. and that's so interesting this entire story i mean it doesn't have an ending like you know ghost stories and books do they kept my mom from unlocking the front door, you know, hid the keys better, make sure she didn't get out of bed, help to fall asleep better, you know, whatever people do when their children sleepwalk, I don't know. I never sleptwalked. But um, it's just so interesting to think about experiences like that. I mean, to me, they're just so unbelievable. I mean, everything I've spoken about to this point has been, and it's just, ugh. So interesting. That's all for this episode. I might do another similar episode later in the month. This was kind of fun. It was kind of fun to talk about this stuff and uh, think about it and reflect. I think there's just something about odd experiences like this and ghost stories in general that is so based in a time and place and 
there's just something about them that is so grounded in experience. I mean, ghost stories are great. I love to listen to them. Um, sometimes it's an exercise to interrogate some of my own spiritual beliefs. And sometimes it's some um, trashy fun. And either way is mostly good for me, but there's just, there's also something about so-called paranormal experiences that is very personally disturbing for me. Um, not that individual experiences are usually scary for me, but just the fact that for me they're so hard to fit into my worldview, spiritual and otherwise. Sorry, I just heard a weird noise and got freaked out. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm just, I'm talking about how I don't usually get freaked out and then I got freaked out. Great. So the point I was trying to make where I got horribly sidetracked was that it's so difficult for me to um, fit these experiences into my very tidy spiritual worldview. I mean my perspective on things in terms of how I work with the Goetia, how I evoke spirits, meaning, you know, gods, entities and such. I don't know. Ugh. I'm getting distracted again. Okay. My point is that in terms of my intentional spiritual practice, there aren't a lot of loose ends. I mean, I leave room in between for stuff like this that I don't really know how to categorize and I try to just be comfortable with the fact that I just can't explain everything within my own worldview and that's another reason why I love listening to stuff like this from other people's perspective because I want to know how other people feel about stuff like this happening to them because I mean I think, first of all, a lot of these experiences, for me at least, are pretty unavoidable. I mean, you can't unveil a little bit of your psychic sensor. You can't open a little bit of yourself up to spiritual experiences and just only pick and choose. I mean, it doesn't, it's like opening a channel of water. You can't only pick the water you like when you open the channel. I mean, all of it's going to flow together. And so I have this more rigorous magical practice and that all fits somewhere mostly very neatly and in a way that I can very easily live with at the very least. And then you have all of this stuff that I've just shared and it's just exists in the space of things that I just don't know what exactly to call it, you know? I don't know how I feel about what the dead are and what the dead can do exactly, and I don't know what I would call strange shadowy tricksters that try to pick up cleavers. I don't know what I would call that, and I don't know 
how I should feel about that experience necessarily because it just kind of makes me uncomfortable as the kind of practitioner that I am to just have something that's so firmly grounded in something that feels so out of reach from my own perspective and I just am stubborn and am willing to accept that I don't know everything and I don't understand everything but I'm not I'm not willing to take that any further like I know some people have very fleshed out beliefs about ghosts and the dead and paranormal experiences like these and those people are probably listening to this episode and this part of the episode and probably are very opinionated about what I'm saying and you might be thinking oh man like of course just it's just like this you know just think about it like that you know it's just it's simple when you just you know put things in this order and then it all just makes perfect sense but I'm just sorry I mean I'm not a perfect chaos magician clearly because I'm unwilling to just believe anything about these experiences I'm unwilling to just step over the line and say why don't I just look at this experience like I believe x and then how does that feel I'm just I'm not gonna do it I always say I believe in ghosts and I don't believe in the afterlife I always say that to people who press me on it because the reason why I believe in ghosts is just because I've just had experiences that I can only describe as being ghost experiences um but as far as the afterlife goes I haven't died yet as far as I know um when I do though I'll be sure to create a podcast episode from the great beyond um it will probably be released like three months after I'm already dead <laughs> okay I'm, I'm getting silly again but I'm just trying to say that I love ghost stories and I love what they can say about people and places and what point in my life I was when I had some of these experiences or what like how how my mom sees the world when she tells me her own ghost stories and the world is weird I guess and it's hard to be comfortable with that you know but I guess you got you have no other choice I mean like I said, I think being open just opens the door in general. I mean, if you are reading tarot cards and, um, I don't know, lighting seven-day novenas and whatever else you may or may not be doing, it's just going to probably open you up to other types of stuff. That's why it's so important for especially practitioners to be doing some kind of warding and protection so you don't get anything in particular feeding off of you or being particularly a malevolent force in your life. So I guess maybe that's the moral of the story. Protect yourself and also think about ghost stories a lot because they're very interesting, I guess. Um, that's all for this episode. It was interesting for me Hopefully it was interesting for you, dear listener, but I'm going to have to wrap it up here. If you'd like to get into contact with me, um, I'm usually on Instagram at V 
venus.libitna, always linked in the episode description. Where else can you find me? If you have any particular questions or concerns about the podcast, feel free to email me at babylonrisingpodcast at gmail.com. If you are in particular a black person who wants a free tarot reading from me, it's just, you know, something I'm offering because we would both get something out of it. You know, I'm not a half bad tarot reader, but I definitely would like to have some more experience reading for more people. I figured why not, you know, offer to do this for other black people, you know, going through life being black, you might as well get a free tarot reading. You know what I mean? Anyways, if you're interested in that, you can also contact me on Instagram. Again, that's venus.lipitna. If you would like to support the podcast, um, it would be a big help if you could do that by leaving a rating and review on iTunes in particular. That's really good for podcasts or so I've heard, Um, or if you would like to support the show and the work I do in making this show, feel free to support the podcast on Patreon. You can donate a couple dollars a month to the process of me making this show and help me make it a better place. Um, At the moment on Patreon, what I do is the episodes go up early and there also are bonus episodes that go up on there that don't get released on the main feed. Right now I have an episode I did about curses and being a traumatized queer person living in a world full of other traumatized people, queer or otherwise, and an experience I had where it was weird, it was complicated, it was about being queer and also cursing people, so listen to that episode if you want to by donating a couple of dollars to the Patreon, and until next time, Ave Babylon. Babylon.